In today's episode of the Mum Mind podcast, we are talking all things Christmas, Christmas memories, Christmas traditions, perhaps things to stop yourself going so mad at Christmas. And I referenced a poem several times and at the time couldn't remember the name of it. It's called It Will Be You. It's by Janessa Docking. If you're on Instagram, she's under the handle of Little Gemmings. Um, And I won't read you the whole poem. Look it up. It's well worth a read. But the last few lines kind of sum up what I was trying to say. And it says, when they think of Christmas, it will be you. It will be you they emulate, you they remember, you they want to be for their kids. You're their memories, you're their magic, you're their Christmas. And I just felt that that kind of took the pressure off a little bit because no matter what happens over Christmas, it is all about spending time with your little ones. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome to the Mum Mind podcast, or how to stay sane this festive season. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Steph McSherry. I'm a mum of two and a parenting expert. I'm Bethan O'Riordan, and I am a mum of three. I run the CAM parenting community, and I've been working with families for almost 20 years, and uh, it is a crazy time of year. Full stop, the end, bye. We'll all go. (laughs) My, My morning entailed dropping the kids at the school bus, them realising it was actually Christmas jumper day, me pegging back home to get two Christmas jumpers, following the school bus to its next stop. <laughs> oh man, my daughter had um, dancing last night and my husband took her and I got a text message saying she's the only one not in Christmas gear and I was like, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't that's the trouble, right? And because I don't know about you, but all my kids' activities, they all have separate WhatsApp groups and like you miss one message. And yeah. I think we all feel like that at the moment. The, the juggling balls are in the air and you're like, oh, drop that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I came off social media. I came off social So I'm still doing bits on the Mum Mind account, but I came off my main Beth and Dot O'Riordan for my um, parenting support. Mm. I came off that for about a month just because I was like, I can't, like a big, pro- I feel like my mum now, but a big problem in the world is too much information. Oh my God. The information overload is very real at the moment. Yeah, so you have to balance that up with your Bailey's intake. So the... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so the only way, the only way to win for me was to come off social media, and I feel great. And weirdly enough, although not weirdly enough, it's kind of freed up my brain to play more piano, which isn't like a direct correlation. But it's because my brain now can be like, okay, I can sit and I can read music, and and I'm not great at reading music. I played the piano when I was younger, so I'm I'm like counting out the lines again, trying yeah, to figure yeah. out what's what. Every good um, boy deserves fruit, isn't that yes, it? Yes, <laughs> well, something like that. And then yeah. I got it mixed up with my dog has fleas for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is for him. Um, not there's not even an H. And the piano <laughs> or an M my, my oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's she's playing an accordion <laughs> yeah but it, but, uh. but but one of my kids learned an instrument once and the singing because my kids are really musical I, I don't know I, I really don't know how but they are and I think that was the song that they had to sing along to when they were doing ukulele my dog has fleas oh wow okay <laughs> So anyway, okay, so look, we've digressed. We have um, digressed. It's silly season. We're obviously it's... playing along. <laughs> so on this mini pod today, let's share some Christmas traditions, uh, worst Christmas, best Christmas, 
whatever Christmas. Yeah, I wanted to ask you a question too. And I hope it's not too deep, but I was intrigued by this. And I heard somebody talking about this on the radio and I thought, oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you the kind of science in the brain. If we look back on our Christmas memories as kids, right, they tend to be very golden haze, rose tinted glasses. Like we don't remember the family rows and well, maybe I'm just speaking for myself. We don't remember the, you know, or if we remember that the turkey didn't cook because the oven wasn't on, we remember it with a ha ha, wasn't that great? It's hilarious. We all had sandwiches. Is there something in our brain? Is that like a coping mechanism? Why do we look back with such rose tinted glasses? Um, So the only thing I can think to say off the top of my head, and thanks for springing this. Yeah, sorry. No I should problem. have pre-warned you, sorry. Oh, you've I always got it out. <laughs> you've always got my back, I know it now. Um, is that so we are hardwired to protect ourselves from emotional pain. So everything that we do generally, okay, like everything comes with a caveat, is like our defense mechanism. So when a child shouts, when we shout, when we forget to attend our therapy appointment, when we don't do something that we know is good for us, but it might be difficult, we do that because it protects us. That is our uh, that is our body protecting us from any emotional pain because our body and brain think we cannot tolerate it. Mm. But the reality is, is that we're still here. Yeah. You know, you and me, we're still here. Um, I do know people this year who aren't with us anymore. They took mm. their life and that's a different kind of thing. But um, our bodies are designed to protect us from emotional pain and our brains are as well. So we look back and we remember the good times for the most part. Yeah. And like that, I can't ever remember having a rubbish Christmas dinner. I know. And there's been some just for the odds. Well, one Christmas, right? My mum, do you ever remember? I feel like this is like a real, it was when we lived in England. I I feel like it's a real England thing, even though I'm going to talk about French mustard. Do you ever remember like the big jars of mustard that had a giant cork in the top of them? No. It was like this real fancy kind of mustard that I think one of my mom's friends had been to France and brought it back for her. And she had a knife under it and she was trying to take the lid off and she cut the end of her finger off on oh, Christmas Day. Wow. So my my dad cannot cook. I mean, um, cooking to my dad is like frying an egg and putting it in a bap, which is great. I'll eat a fried egg bap any day. But maybe not and, for Christmas dinner. Well, you know. <laughs> and so all I remember of this is... My nana and granddad were there. They were from Wales and they weren't really drinkers. And my mum went to hospital. I presume with my dad, I can't remember any of this, but I remember my granddad drank a bottle of whiskey. (laughs) For the shock. (laughs) For the shock on behalf of my mother. And and all I remember is, I remember my mum coming back with the end of her finger, um, sewed back on is that yeah, the expression stitched. maybe St- stitched. yeah stitched back on and then she had like a thing over it like a plastic mm. thing just just to keep it whatever and I on. remember to keep on. It on yeah to keep it on <laughs> <laughs> and, and all I remember is I got this sweet shop for Christmas that year that was made out of cardboard and my nana helped me put it up and we were weighing out the sweeties and putting it in it there and that go. is that is all I remember I don't mm. know but I can't rem- outside of that 
I don't know. Uh, you know, so yeah. So that was that was one of my Christmas I, memories. If we if we're talking about kind of disasters that happen on Christmas Day, I'm, I've no idea how old I was, um, but I remember. So me and my brother used to sleep like either ends of the hall. So his room was kind of op- his bedroom door was opposite my bedroom door. And you know, in when a bedroom so- or on the floor in the hall? Oh no, in a bedroom. All right, just you made it. You you made you no, made it sound we're, like we're you sleeping both... on the hall. Yeah. Yeah, ter- yeah, yeah. Terrible like, times. Oh, terrible times in Wiltshire. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, you know, when you're a kid and you kind of hear some noises and you think, "That's it, Santa's come," and we yeah. both kind of appeared in our doorways, <laughs> like looking at each other opposite and kind of going, "Oh yeah, we think it's time we're going to sneak downstairs," kind of thing. So we snuck downstairs, and I remember the first thing that hit me was a smell, and it was not a nice smell, and it was like oh dear god what's that and then we could hear noises and stuff so what had actually happened was we had two labradors at the time and it was a particularly cold winter and they used to sleep out in like a utility room but my mum and dad had they felt sorry for them this particular christmas it was cold they let them come into the sitting room but what they had done is they'd sniffed out the chocolates on oh. the Christmas tree. They had pulled <laughs> down the Christmas tree. They had eaten the chocolates. And for, if you don't have a dog, dogs and chocolate do not get on together. They had oh, then pooped everywhere. <laughs> and the, the, the thing that my brother and I were greeted with, we opened the sitting room door. There's my mum and dad sat with uh washing up bowls of bleach scrubbing the christmas tree and presents and can you imagine and imagine the smell now right and both of them going go back to bed santa hasn't been yet go back to bed and me and my brother just going oh like traumatized traumatized Traumatized. yeah 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 the smell of bleach is yeah it always brings back that memory it's tinged forevermore yeah. yeah, because, do you know, I, I'm seeing loads on social media at the minute of, um, I don't even know what the word, I, I find social media so hard to describe because it's such another realm, isn't it? Do you know, like, are the people real? Who knows? Who knows anymore? Um, But people are saying, you know, don't worry about Christmas. Don't stress about Christmas. Reduce your expectations, you know, just do enough to get by. And I feel that whilst this is a really nice message, if it was that easy, people wouldn't be stressing about it. Mm. People would just lower their expectations or not even lower expectations, be okay with what they do and what they provide. Yeah. And I feel it's like, um, you know, this message of don't worry, you're doing grand. I don't know how reassuring that really is. Well, and the daft thing is, from what we've just said, right, really, no matter what happens over Christmas, there's a beautiful poem doing the rounds at the moment, actually, about, you know, that the kids' memories are are you. They are how you show up. They are the things that you do with your kids, the board games you play or the movies that you watch. But it's the memories of you and that your kids, when they're grown, will try and emulate certain things that meant something to them as kids. And to perhaps try and hang on to that, maybe I'll do a really crafty edit at the end and find that poem and read it because uh, it's really lovely. And it is about, you know, I know... um, I was asking, my mum's here at the moment. We picked her up from the airport last night oh. and I was asking her. So in my childhood brain, I remember in my granny's house, there was a good room. <laughs> Do you remember the good room that nobody yeah, ever yeah, went yeah. into? Yeah, yeah, what a, yeah. What a waste of a room. Yeah, mythical room. 
Yeah, and it had, like, I wish I had them now. They were almost like velvet couches with this elaborate pattern on. They probably had plastic over them as well. Anyway, we were allowed <laughs> We were allowed into the good room on Christmas Day. And as kids, me, my cousin and my brother, we couldn't wait to play what we called the knife game. Don't Not sharp knives, don't panic. And it was almost like spin the knife. And my gran would put out in a circle little presents and things like that. And then my memory kind of got a bit vague about it. So I said to my mum, what was that game we used to play? You know, we had to spin the knife and I can't remember the rules of the game. And she was like, no, no, you just spun the knife and you got whatever it landed on. <laughs> no, no, no rules. <laughs> yeah, but to you, you were like, and then I won the lottery. You know, know, it was so amazing. And they, you know, certain yeah. little sweets or things were wrapped up and like we couldn't wait for dinner to be over so that we could go and play spin the knife. Spin the knife. Isn't that mad? Yeah. And do you know what I've done this year for the kids advent calendar? And I'll be honest, it did almost break me. You know, when you're like, I'll <laughs> yeah. do this, I'll oh, yeah. do this, yeah, I'll yeah. do this one little thing. Mm. So I printed off. So I got this like zero waste calendar thing, which is basically I bought 24 envelopes with 24 stickers oh, I, from one yeah. to 24 on them. I did and what that I last did is year. I'd forgotten that. I went to Boots and I printed off little mini pictures of the kids from over the year now there's one oh yeah my husband said do they each have an envelope each day I've got three kids I was like no no I haven't done 72 envelopes I've done 24 and that almost broke me and um I put in just like a little mini picture so every day they come down what picture is it and it could be one of them was like my daughter kicking a ball at one of her matches or you know my son on his guitar or and it's been so funny because then we're all chatting about do you remember that day but that's that's, but that was like a paid thing that was like a thing um but I guess memories aren't always that but I want to rewind to what you said then you see if there's anything I really want parents to know from my perspective as a therapist okay that Children, secure attachment in children is when parents are available and are mirroring back to them. So it's like, this is how we be in the world. This is how I'm going to help you. This is how I'm going to be with you. This is how I see you. And every parent says to me, but I don't have time for that. And I say, I get that, right? I get that. I'm a mom as well. But nobody is going to raise your children apart from you. No game. No Christmas pajamas, no Christmas tree, no movie, no turkey. Mm. (laughs) Those are nice things, but they are not going to raise your child. It's how you be with your child is the thing that's going to raise them. And this doesn't mean you have to quit work. It, 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 It just means maybe about doing things differently. You don't have to do more. You do things different. You do things different so children are seen and they're plugged into and they're anchored in life. And that is exactly, I think, what your poem says. Yeah, and I just want to translate that a little bit because I'm worried that people will hear that and just hear more pressure. So this is a great point. Yes, I'm going to butt in before you say, before you say what you're going to say. Do it. So this is how we're wired. We are wired when we hear information, we are wired for it to sound overwhelming and threatening and too much first of all, you know, because it's like we said right at the beginning, beginning, beginning of this podcast, 
well, why is it that we only have the good memories? Because we're wired to not feel what's bad. So the minute, I mean, I'm a mom. If someone said to me, can you do this extra thing? I'd be like, no way. I am at max capacity. Mm. But the reality is, is that our defense mechanisms come on first. So I can't hear what you're saying because it might be too much for me. It might be too much. And I say, well, but what if it's not? What if there's another part of you as a parent that's like, I'm really committed to helping my child develop and grow let's talk to that part and let's see if that part and and when I say do things differently it's not about finding more time it's about the time you have at the minute and using that with these slight different techniques with these slight different you know moving away from reward charts and punishments and shouting and yelling and see if we can do those bits differently because those are the bits that help to create a happy child who is securely attached. Your turn. On you go. Well, I feel like that was a mic drop moment and I should just end <laughs> the podcast there. <laughs> I I think what I was trying to ask was, you know, if it's not those bits over the board game or the Christmas movie or the hot chocolates in pyjamas, people, people are so far removed from what you're saying that I think they're going, well, well what is it? What yeah, is it exactly. then? What am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. And all you have to do is see what your child's doing and hang out with them. Yeah. I had a great conversation with a mom this week and she was saying, um, I'm so tired. And this is how she started. I said, I know me too. Um, and she was saying, I, I just don't know what to do with my children. And I said, well, what does your daughter, we were talking about her daughter. What is she into? Oh, she's into these kind of like tween, teeny things on telly, like Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. or um, uh, not my big fat Greek wedding, some, something along oh, those lines. The I can't remember. And I said, yes, the Bamitzvah one, that's yeah. it. And I said, well, what you do is you come off your phone and you put your phone away, away, lock it in the car if you need to. And you sit down with your daughter and you watch it with her. Mm. And you get into the characters and you laugh about it. And you remember a few lines and you, and, and, and you, and, and you talk about it. You get into their world with them. You know, if you just pause and look around and see what your kids are doing. You know, in my house, one might be playing a bit of music. One might be playing a football one might be in their room styling their hair or <laughs> doing a beauty routine or whatever it is. So all you've got to do is drop tools and go and do what they're doing, right? Yeah, the- so we, so when we're busy, we tend to think, oh, they're occupied, they're quiet, grand. I can crack on with something else. Yeah. But maybe but that's it, it, the time it, that you say, do I need to be busy right now or could I go and join in with that? Yeah, 100%. And even then, like the busy things, like, so if I'm really busy, I get the kids to help. So then I'm less busy and we can hang out. Yeah. You know, I guess it's seeing those moments. So I know, I don't know, three or four nights ago, and it wasn't ideal timing. Uh, My daughter is a baker. She loves to bake. And it was about eight, eight fifteen. And she suddenly said, I want to bake some, you know, and I could see my husband just about to go but it's 8 15 this is not yeah, idea. Yeah. and I was like no yeah let's yeah. bake let's bake because I saw that as a bid for connection or a bid for oh. can we do something together I feel a little emotional as you're saying that totes emotions totes emotion <laughs> I, I, I K R. um you know like I feel that, that I'm going I K R. what's that I know right oh 
Uh, one for me. One for me. <laughs> Text that to your daughter when Bruh. she comes home. Ha! Put that, put that in your pipe and smoke it, or maybe not to a twelve-year-old. Um, but this is, but this is exactly what I mean. Nothing is ideal timing. Yeah. Right. Because because children, and especially at nighttime, if your child suddenly sets upon a big project at nighttime, it's actually really efficient because they're trying to they're. If we throw ourselves into the crafts and the creative things, whether it's Lego, whether it's having a bath and having bubbles in the bath, whether it's music, whether it's reading, whether it's singing or dancing or coloring, the arts will always keep us together. Mm. That helps us get out what we need to get out and it's somewhere else. So this is exactly it, you know, and it doesn't have to be like one of Nadia's really complex bakes it can be something really simple that you all know how to bake you know yeah. it doesn't have to be like it just reminds oh. me of a funnier side by the way just uh my daughter last week caught me when I was busy and I, I could I kind of just went yeah yeah that's fine so she asked me could I bake some cookies for school they do this thing called winter wonderland and I was like yeah yeah sure didn't didn't ask any more information but she presented me with some recipes uh the night before last and some of them were like brownies some of them were like rocky road some of them were actual cookies and I was there looking at the recipes and I said well how many have I got to bake and she said 172 <laughs> I was like what yeah. she said yeah yeah it's for the whole school <laughs> I was like oh oh what okay did you do? what did you do Steph? well I, I picked a recipe that was going to be cost efficient because rocky road for 172 kids is not cost efficient yeah 100%. i picked a gingerbread recipe that's you know it's very basic we've got some nice um snowflake cutouts so uh-huh. i said look we'll make the pastry on saturday let it rest or the dough on saturday let it rest We'll cut them all out Sunday and then we'll bake them during Monday, Tuesday, ready for Wednesday. And um, as a total side note, because I'm always looking for a good gingerbread recipe, are these like thin, crispy ones or kind of thicker, puffy ones? No, I hope they're thin, crispy ones. Oh, I've never okay, baked I'd this love the recipe. recipe before, so I'm hoping either which way it's what they're getting <laughs> yes 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 either way put it you know have well, that and it was also one that the recipe was a batch of 30 so then I was like right times it by six we have we have our yeah our thing I can see you working out the maths there yeah and Any... do you know what I was also thinking oh, is every night every night every Monday the last month and then it's sort of gone into Tuesday we've made mince pies and I, yeah. I'm a real cookie I'm a real foodie like I love cooking so I just make my mince meat like the day that I just get like a load of I grate an apple I get some sultanas a bit of sugar butter I don't have the proper spices so just a bit of nutmeg and a bit of cinnamon and I just make it that day nice before, yeah. and then we put it into a mince pie and it's fine we've had no complaints but it's like this is the time I'm talking about and parents totally freak out I mean and, and don't forget like across my year I've met so many teens who are self-harming so many teens who are suicidal and one thing I'm always met with is but I don't, don't have time to do these things and I say but this is a decision you have to make yeah because you know, what's so the I, alternative without being yeah. you know without kind of bringing everybody down and and yeah I feel like we should say and we've mentioned on various podcasts before you know if you're just saying oh I just want my kids to be happy I just want them to be happy and you're saying that to them you're almost giving them another thing to tick off the list oh that's yeah. all they want me to do is be happy so therefore if I'm sad I can't I can't tell them I can't be with them if I'm angry if I'm upset I can't go to my parents with that because they just want me to be happy. Yeah, and I hear this a lot. 
Yeah. So look, we said this would be a mini pod. Have you yeah. other, a- anything else you want to say? I've one more story. You go. Have you well, one? I was just going to say um, traditions don't have to be something you've always done. As in, ah. you know, you could make a new tradition this year. You could try something and see what works. Last Christmas, randomly, I hadn't even heard, was it any good? But it was just something I felt like I wanted to do. And I'm not a religious person, but I went to, I think it's called the Nine Lessons or the Nine Carol Service at St. Finbar's Cathedral. Ah. It was late on around four or five o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. I took my mom and I took my daughter Bethan, it was the most amazing thing I'd ever been. We're going again this year and I'm hoping it's just magical, but it might not be. But I I practically blubbed the whole service because there were trumpets, there were the beautiful organ, there was an amazing choir. It was just beautiful and it was beautiful to hang out there and be surrounded by that you know the lovely carols that always bring back memories of various christmases and that's something we did last year and then afterwards because i had no real plan the only thing we could find open was an ice cream shop and they were doing a really nice thick kind of proper hot chocolate and we had three little mini beautiful hot chocolates and just you know that was a spur of the moment thing, something to try out. And, you know, I'm going to try and do it again this year. Fabulous. But, um, you know, it's not necessarily something you've always done. It can be something yeah. different that you create for your family. I mean, I'm not as cultured. We're off to see the Muppets Christmas Carol on Sunday. Perfect. <laughs> Ideal. Where are they showing that? In the Triscoll. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. And uh, for my mum's Christmas present, I'm taking her to see Die Hard in the Triscoll when she comes over. <laughs> Amazing. I didn't even know they were doing those kind of old cult movies. That's fun. Yes. Um, so, but, but you're totally right. I mean, I, I think there's this like obsession almost with like traditions and this is how we're going to mm. feel when we do this and... I mean, you're right. Do something, enjoy it, have fun and kick back. Yeah. We're thinking of you all over Christmas because uh, we get it. We know know what it's like. It can be an emotional time. I think particularly this year, um, I think lots of people are really feeling the weight of the world uh, without getting too deep. But, you know, mind yourselves and uh, look after yourselves and we will be back in the new year. Yeah, and the CAM parenting community is always open for parents to join. If you are looking for support for you or your child and you want to help them thrive into these resilient children we talk about. So, yes, we'll see you then. Bye. This podcast is sponsored by the Club Women's Network. It can be lonely working for yourself. So this online support and learning network is here to help women learn what they need to know to stay in business. They meet online twice a month and in-person meetups too. They teach you everything from reels to financial forecasting. For more information, check out theclubwomensnetwork.com. The CAM Parenting Community is my online support for parents. It's waitlist free and inside is myself and a child and family therapist. So together we offer you 42 years experience helping children and family to solve your parenting problems. If you want to join us, head to my website, bethanoreardon.com and be the change your children need. Kinderama is a multi-activity programme for younger kids. We love to try a bit of everything. Dance, drama, music, yoga, gymnastics, sports and mindfulness 
all delivered in imaginative classes with original songs, stories, costumes, props and puppets. Kinderama is available in school, in creche or online. Check out kinderama.com for more info.